it's a zoo out there So just be cool, don't speak too loud Try to fit in, but if you don't Then you can be in everyone and welcome to another episode of the outfit repeaters an unofficial lizzie mcguire recap podcast i'm your host marissa Cantor, and with me as always is sam chung hello again marissa if coronavirus does indeed ground everything is that license for us to just go ahead and record every episode from our apartment because we won't be able to leave i mean when you put it that way, the possibilities are endless. We I mean, could finish this a lot quicker than we thought we would. The rest of the world will cease to function, but we will be going strong, just cranking out episodes left and right. I'm going to ponder this. What's to ponder? I think it's been decided. Right, but if we finish our podcast's journey so soon, it begs the question, what's next? Well, I have one pitch for um, even Stevens to just kind of create an empire here of just, you know, visiting shows that I never watched as a child. I would actually be really interested in that. I Even Stevens is even like a little bit before my time. I think it was airing like right before Lizzie McGuire and like as it was ending, Lizzie was beginning. So I've seen episodes in reruns, but I wasn't nearly as invested in it. I'm much more invested in Christy Carlson Romano, who is in Even Stevens, in Cadet Kelly with Hilary Duff. Well, now that we've seen Honey Boy, maybe it'll just make Even Stevens that much more interesting. Make Even Stevens sad. Yeah, it could make it <laughs> sad as well. So this past week has been pretty quiet in the world of Lizzie McGuire compared to just all the breaking news we got last week it, we were just inundated and now it's like the calm after the storm i guess i mean they're in no rush yeah but i'm in a rush i need to know what's <laughs> happening why are you in a rush we have so many episodes to get through because i have been waiting as we've mentioned like 17 years for new content you can watch lego masters with me <laughs> i love lego masters i'm okay though from the glimpses I've seen, it does seem pretty intense. I mean, it takes me back. I love Legos, so it, this is right up my alley. That's fair. So, since we don't have any breaking news, I say we just jump in and do what we do. Okay. We talk about episode 105. I've got Rhythmic. Marissa, do you have Rhythmic? I do have Rhythmic. Wow. I've never seen it. Ah! Oh! That is, um... That is not true. You have been to my dance recitals. I clearly had rhythmic. That's true. I went to one dance recital. And then wound up dancing in that dance recital. That's and true. And we had rhythmic. I guess, yeah, I also have rhythmic. Yeah. By that by that <laughs> barometer. <laughs> yeah. I guess it doesn't take much to have rhythmic because I went to like two practices. But you already had the rhythmic inside of you. Rhythmic can't be taught. You either have the rhythmic or you don't. I mean, that is basically the thesis of this episode. That's true. It's, <laughs> you know, you got it or you don't. Some people have it. Yeah. Some people just need to find a new lane. Yes. In um, I've Got Rhythmic, Lizzie discovers that she is supremely gifted at rhythmic gymnastics, widely regarded as the geekiest sport in the universe. And this episode aired on February 9th, 2001. Wait, can you repeat the the geekiest sport in what? In the universe. In the I I mean, hot take I think there. <laughs> it's got some stiff competition, ping pong, curling, badminton. Uh, no, badminton's like, you know, classy um, British aristocrats would play badminton. It doesn't really fit into the same mold. Um I think when you're... I think I'm just thinking of the activities that I would choose in gym class and that 
those are inherently geeky. <laughs> It's like four square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Power walking. There, did you do power walking in gym class? Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to Mrs. Luddy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. It was a thing. I embraced it. Much like Lizzie, I would choose the least Jimmy gym options. Wow. So this episode starts off with Lizzie... Finding out a grade on an unspecified assignment. And they post all of these grades publicly, like on the wall outside of the classroom. Yeah, super shocked to see that. That's like an invitation for hazing. Yeah, like why? I don't know. This ne- I, I never had this experience. Me either. Like having roles for like a school play posted publicly was honestly like enough of a public display but like grades I don't like it yeah but you know it's not like she did bad she goes down the list and a lot of people have a's a minuses and then she gets to herself and she has a b and that's not like terrible you know it could be worse yeah and it's not it's not terrible but Lizzie is unsatisfied and her okay so here's the thing so she's very unsatisfied with her b and she's all like uh, I, I'm not good at any, or I'm not great at anything. I'm just good at a lot of things. And it's like, well then just like commit to one thing and become really good at that one thing. Stop complaining about it. Yeah. She says that bees are boring, bland, blah, blah again, and shifts into the ever notice that everyone seems great at something. And this is just such, I feel like every middle grade show has this ep- kind of episode, the like, what is my thing? I don't have one. I need to find one. Yeah. It's very, um, it's very quintessential. I don't know. I, th- I wasn't really into Lizzie very much in this episode, to be honest. Wow. That is a bold claim to make considering we have barely gotten started. I know, but I just, I just wanted to put that out there. And I think I can prove my point as we go through this episode. But like, I don't know. Lizzie, Lizzie is kind of blah, you know? And she doesn't do much to change my mind. Yeah, I think The only impressive thing she does is eat like 40 eggs (laughs) in the span of like 30 seconds. (laughs) Which is probably really bad for her cholesterol. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Terrible. But yeah, I feel like as a kid who loved this show, I thought that Lizzie was the most relatable girl in the world, right? Like we all loved Lizzie because we all could relate to her. She was this like typical 12-year-old girl. But like looking at her now, she's not really passionate about anything. Yeah, she really doesn't have any passions and watching her just kind of wallow is a little bit much. Yeah, but at the same time she is 12 and like you're still very much finding like it's okay that she doesn't have a thing yet. There's still plenty of time. When I was 12, I I'd always been a reader, but when I was 12, I, like, didn't know I wanted to be a writer yet. I thought that I was going to, you know, own a dance studio. Yeah, but you had hobbies, like, outside of school. Like, what are Lizzie's hobbies? That's true. She has no hobbies. It's hard to pinpoint. She doesn't really have any that we can see. Like, when she's not at school, like, what does she do, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, who is she really? But I think, and I think that's, like... That, that's part of the appeal, though, because everybody can, every kid could self-insert. Like, she could be anybody, but then she really isn't anybody. Yeah, but then she's nobody. And I feel like, especially now, kids have so many activities. Oh, yeah. Even I had so many activities. I thought it was bad. Like, how is it possible that she has no activities? I mean, obviously, in this episode, she has rhythmic gymnastics, which we can debate about whether that's really an activity <laughs> or not. But... You know, besides that, she has, like, no activities. And it's like her friends have things that they're passionate about. Yeah. Like, Gordo is a filmmaker. And, I don't know, Miranda does hair things. I don't know. (laughs) She also can make cool jewelry out of, um, like, soda can. Yeah, sure. She recycles and reuses soda cans. Yeah, she, she upcycles. 
Is that what she said? She upcycles? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, what is She's up- into sustainable fashion. Is upcycling a thing? Yes, upcycling is a thing. What's the difference between upcycling and recycling? It's a fashion term. When you upcycle something, you take a material and you, I mean, you recycle it, but you, to upcycle it means that you, you know, repurpose it into like a fashion piece that is of greater value than it would have been in the trash. Oh, okay. Fun fact. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm into it. I'm into Miranda's, Miranda's jewelry. Really into Gordo in this episode. He's starting to come into his own. Yeah, he's he shows that he has some some filmmaking skills, but his filmmaking skills get borderline creepy at some points. Like there's one scene where he just shows up in Lizzie's bedroom while she's asleep. Um, um we're jumping way ahead. <laughs> I mean, okay, so yes, he does have filmmaking skills with his uh with his camcorder. Yeah, and we'll get into all of that. Meanwhile, Lizzie can't even take a Polaroid, which is really embarrassing because all you do is point and shoot. Yeah, they even have the evidence of Lizzie trying to take one, and everyone's heads are cut off. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. So, yes, the whole point of this opening scene is Lizzie gets a B, therefore she's boring. She doesn't have a thing that defines her, and she wants to find that thing. So then we cut to the theme song, and then after the theme song, we are back in gym class. Um, another great episode for Dot Marie Jones. Love Dot Marie Jones. Yes, we oh, established my favorite. that. Um, they're outside, and these blue gym uniforms are back. The so cult is back. Gym uniform theory is confirmed, and Coach Kelly introduces rhythmic gymnastics. Um, explaining that it is a combination of gymnastics and ballet. Yeah, and Miranda says, this is a pimple on the face of women's sports. I mean, great metaphor. They're really harsh on rhythmic gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. Is this, I mean, okay. Is this, number one, is this real? It is real. It is real. It's absolutely real. I don't really understand it. I think think it's an Olympic sport. There's no way this is an Olympic sport. Yes, it is. It's been an Olympic sport since 1984. Okay, who won the gold medal last year then? Or not, I guess, in 2016. Gymnastics at the 2016 Summer Olympics, women's rhythmic, individual all-around, went to a Russian woman named Margarita Mamoun. It's an Olympic sport. Sam looks very perplexed right now. My mind is not not blown, <laughs> but just like why? I mean, I guess many things fall into that category when it comes to the Olympics. Um, 95% of the Winter Olympics, just like why? Um, but this especially, like just like why? Like it's literally just like waving around a ribbon. No, but it's not. It's not. It, it really is like the floor routines are... It's gymnastics with with props and da- and dance mixed together. And it's not easy. Don't take away from Margarita. Don't talk about Margarita <laughs> like you didn't just Google her uh, 30 seconds ago. Yeah, but I I don't keep tabs on rhythmic gymnastics, but I know it's a thing and it's valid. Okay. Okay. Anyways, the the girls are very down on it as well, much like Sam. Uh, Miranda also says they don't make the boys do freaky stuff like this, confirming that, you know, we don't see any boys there, but just confirming that gym class is separated by gender, which isn't something I ever experienced. I know that it it's a thing or it used to be a thing, but yeah, I don't think it should be separated. Like what if some guys want to try rhythmic gymnastics right? and what if some girls want to do Whatever the guys are doing. Yeah. Probably like ultimate frisbee. We're all about inclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. This is dated. It is. So Coach Kelly wants the girls to try it out like one at a time while everyone is watching, which is an interesting choice. I mean, that's the only way to put anybody on the spot. Because Miranda's really low 
on on this activity. She gets called out to try first. And, and she has the correct response, which is to throw the baton as far away as possible. Correct. That's the correct response correct. when someone tells you to do rhythmic gymnastics. Just take the baton <laughs> and throw it as far away as, it, as you possibly can. And then run after it. Turn it into a shot put. <laughs> Just out of there. And then after Miranda, it's Kate's turn. And Kate also throws the baton. But... She actually tries, and it just ends up stubbing her toe. And Lizzie laughs. Yeah, and then Kate says, there must be some mistake. <laughs> I'm good at everything. <laughs> Oof. I don't even know what to say. Like, Me either. <laughs> it's I, so funny when, like, lines that should be thought inside a character's head I know, this is clearly meant for cartoon loud. Kate. Yes, <laughs> it was. But cartoon Kate just came through real Kate. <laughs> yeah, it was very... Um, like, not- no, there must be some mistake. <laughs> and it's like, who is she talking to? Is she talking to her <laughs> own body? Like, oh, body, there must be some mistake. You're good at... Like, who is she, Like, who could she possibly blame for this? Like, it's not like Dot Marie Jones made her bad at this. Like, she's got to be talking to herself. Yeah, she didn't give her, like, a trick. <laughs> no, it's not a trick. So she's just, like, giving herself this weird pep talk. Like, no, come on. <laughs> You're better than this. And honestly, it kind of surprised me because up until this point, Kate seemed fairly indifferent to everything. Kate is a person that has, um, outwardly at least, like, a lot of self-confidence. And this is kind of the f- one of the first times where we see, like, the insecurity of Kate come out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And Lizzie laughs. And because Lizzie laughs, it's her turn. She doesn't get the clubs because they're all either like across the field or like. Yeah. What a random assortment of props. Yeah. Like there's a baton and then there's two clubs. Yeah. And then there's There's, a ribbon. There's a ribbon. And Lizzie gets handed the ribbon like a bolt of electricity goes through her body when she connects. It was like when Harry gets his wand from Ollivander. Yeah, it was. It was like a love match. It's like the baton chooses the wizard. <laughs> and boom, lightning strikes <laughs> yeah. down. And then Lizzie McGuire is like, oh, <laughs> I found my calling. The ribbon chose Lizzie. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, this it really was crazy. dramatic music starts building, and Lizzie is like waving the ribbon around very elegantly, and like kind of like jumping a little bit to like some sort of rhythm, and it looks very cute. Yeah, but you have to bear in mind that there is no rhythm in that gym class. In that gym class, it's silent. It is silent. They're just watching her jump around. <laughs> Um, Which is one of my favorite things when someone's doing something to music and then they cut the music away. Yeah. Just like in general, I like that. And then it, and then they just look like foolish. Correct. But Lizzie looks great. She's doing her thing. She even like twirls the ribbon kind of around her body and like spins around. Yeah. And everybody um, is stunned. Yeah. Miranda's eyes like pop out of her head. Kate just looks thoroughly disgusted. She's horrified. Horrified. Yeah. And Lizzie's has a revelation. She's like, that's just great. I find the thing I'm good at, and it's the stupidest thing in the world. Agreed. <laughs> you are correct, Lizzie McGuire. That is the correct assessment of the situation. So after Jim, they're in the locker room, and Kate is still very upset that she's not automatically great at this. And she goes up to Coach Kelly and asks for a second chance because apparently she had moisturizer on her hands and that is why the club slipped. Of course, too much lubricant. Yes. And Lizzie and Miranda are still in the locker room and she turns to them and she goes, I don't care if this is dorky. It's just one more thing I'm better at than you are. And so we see this like weird rivalry pop up between... Kate and Lizzie. I mean, there's been a couple episodes now to kind of build that tension. Yeah, but I don't know. It still feels like Kate has always been 
in the this like in the power position and it just is like she just really can't handle not being in that in this moment yep and it's again over the stupidest thing in the in the universe yes you are correct lizzie is correct you're both correct coach kelly asked to talk to lizzie alone lizzie's like miranda's never gonna leave me alone with coach kelly but miranda bolts so fast and coach kelly is very impressed yeah she tells, well, actually, maybe this is a clip that's worth yeah, playing. Yeah, let's play the clip. All right. Lizzie, in all of my years of teaching, I have never seen someone take to rhythmic gymnastics like you. You're like a duck to water. You're like a bird to the sky. You're like a... Blue to a zur. Well, I, I guess it was pretty good. I'm good at burping. <laughs> but does that make it a sport? Lizzie... I want you to represent our school in the upcoming Rhythmic Gymnastics Regional Competition. You're an incredibly talented athlete. Really? No. But you are good at this. That was almost a compliment. Maybe I should think about this. So, a lot to discuss. Hey, I'm a big Dot Marie Jones fan, as has been stated multiple times now, and I like this encouraging side of Dot Marie Jones, calling Lizzie... Um, like a, a duck, a to, duck water. to water, a bird to the sky. Like, there's just metaphors being thrown around all over the place, and I'm here for all of them. Yes, and after, you know, one really stellar performance, she's really like, you, Lizzie, represent us in the regional competition. I mean, it doesn't take much. Everybody else really sucks at this. Yeah, that's fair. But it's so funny to me how down like she and everyone is on rhythmic gymnastics she said that she's a loo to azur and like that's not true you're great at this own it you can be great at something dumb that doesn't mean that you should automatically like the dumb thing like rhythmic gymnastics is not dumb i'm great at the kazoo i'm not gonna go playing the kazoo you're not great at the kazoo i am great at the kazoo no i am I'm a great kazooist. It just bothers me, like, the constant demeaning of a female sport in this episode. And it's a combination of gymnastics and dance, both of which are sports. It's a real thing. And just because they have these, like, fun little props that they use in their routines doesn't make it dumb. She doesn't like this. Let her not like this. She cannot like it, but... That's not my argument right now. You're missing the point. I don't under you can't defend like you can't use um she's twelve or whatever as a rationale for like what you want it to be rationale for. But then when she has this typical twelve year old response that this is dumb, you can't be like, Oh, Lizzie, how lowly of you to think that. That's not what I'm saying either. That's kind of what you're saying. No, I'm saying that just like as an episode, like the choice to to like take a sport like a non-traditional sport that like predominantly women compete in that work really hard and then just call it dumb the whole episode from like a from like a wider like a wide like outside of Lizzie's character like from just like a a wider lens but where were we so coach Kelly is impressed Lizzie has this offer to compete in a regional competition representing her school big big day Big day. You have, you know, just like 30 seconds ago, she was lamenting about not being great at anything. And then, oh my God, did Lizzie McGuire find her thing? You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Except no, because she thinks it's dumb. Well, it's the same situation. It's just like one day just falls out of the sky. It's like, this is what you are. This is what you have always been meant to do. Yes, as we said... The ribbon chose Lizzie. Lizzie didn't choose the ribbon. Exactly. So out in the hallway, um, before Lizzie enters the scene, Kate and Miranda have this little interaction where, you know, Miranda's really like good friend moment. She's really like Kate is still actively jealous. And Miranda calls her out. She's like, you're just jealous that you're not good at something. And Lizzie is. And then... Kate walks away and we get a classic 
see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya from Miranda. Yeah. There's a lot of Miranda and Gordo hanging out in this episode. I know. I like it. You make it seem so ridiculous. But here they are, you know, having a friendship without Lizzie. Lizzie, as it turns out, is not the center of the universe. mm, Are they having a friendship without Lizzie or are they waiting for Lizzie to come out and hear what Coach Kelly said? They're doing both things. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. I think my theory holds, but we can agree to disagree. Okay. So Lizzie, Lizzie appears and tells them the news, the big news. And Gordo is immediately hype, the most hype of anyone in this situation because he is a filmmaker and he needs a muse. And now here's an opportunity to make a video, a documentary, The Making of a Champion. Yeah, he has a subject for his documentary now, and that's all he wanted. Yeah, little regard for how Lizzie feels about this. <laughs> I mean, why not document it? But yeah, I mean, if she's going to do it, why not get a movie out of it? And Lizzie's still like, I don't know, like, I'm going to think about it. And Miranda's supportive. Miranda's like, whatever, whatever you want. I'm here for you. Like, is it dorky? Yes. But are you good at it? Yes. And that's cool because Kate's really jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, at home, Lizzie tells her parents and her parents, I think are really over the top. Like, I think they're, they're, I, here's my theory. Lizzie's 12, right? And her parents at this point are probably like, what does our daughter do? Where is she going? Yeah. What is her path? Her parents are like, they look at each other sometimes and they're like, we have the most boring, unmotivated child. What should we do about that? But they're also boring, unmotivated parents. So they're like, I don't know. Maybe she'll figure it out one day. And finally, something has fallen into Lizzie McGuire's lap. And they're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. And they're like, it's an Olympic sport. Of course you should do it. Yeah. And dad is excited because maybe he'll get to go to Hawaii or Orlando. The two pinnacles (laughs) of American tourism. Really had to put Orlando out there. Yep. High bar. Hi, bar. Now, I mean, could be worse. They could have to go to Jacksonville, like the like the cheerleading championships. Yeah, Orlando is a step above Jacksonville. <laughs> a couple steps above <laughs> Jacksonville. Matt, of course, thinks it's lame. I once again am sad that Matt doesn't really have much to do in this episode. Yeah, not a big Matt episode here. Um, but he does have a pretty stellar moment, and I think we're gonna play the clip. Sure. Then again, how many talents do you get in one lifetime? I have six. One is that curly cue thing I can do with my tongue. Two is saying anyone's name backwards, Tarzan, Nazrat. Three is eating spoonfuls of wasabi. Plus, you always said I could do anything if I set my mind to it. Really? Well, you never told me that. So yeah, we only learned three of Matt's six talents, unfortunately. Will we ever find out the the remaining three talents? I hope so. I hope so. What you don't know? I thought you would know. I hope so too. I mean, those are three good talents. See, Matt at six is more motivated (laughs) to find out what he's good at than Lizzie, like twice his age. Tarzan Nazrat is up there with um the centipede story from from rumors yeah i'm a fan of all these talents i I love it so much matt is a very talented 10 year old he's not six okay 10 six it's basically the same no it's not yeah basically the same um sam tells lizzie that she can do anything if she puts her mind to it and matt's like hey you never told me that but matt you're doing fine yeah matt doesn't need that motivation yeah. Lizzie is such a deadbeat. <laughs> she needs that extra push. But Matt's out here figuring out what Matt he's good at. Matt already has six talents. I know. You're fine, honey. Like, yeah, you do you. You're good. So Lizzie's really, you know, contemplating this. And we've this isn't the first time we've had a Lizzie McGuire dream sequence. She's a very um, anxious sleeper. Whatever she's thinking about really does, like, manifest in her dreams. Yeah, her sleep is, like, hyperactive. Really? Honestly, yeah. She dreams about um, winning a gold medal, getting onto a cereal box. Yeah, Odie's. 
ODs, yeah. So just the whole whole nine yards with uh, this rhythmic gymnastics thing. Yeah, and that dream is really the motivation. Like she's like, I want to be on an ODs box. And she comes into school the next day. Now Miranda and Gordo have another conversation. They're about hanging this out topic. alone again. They are, and they are really starting to think about what rhythmic gymnastics would mean for Lizzie if she actually pursued it and taking a step back and being like, okay, like Miranda wants her to do it to make Kate jealous. Gordo wants her as a subject for his documentary, but is rhythmic gymnastics really what's best for Lizzie? Yeah, is it is the potential glory, which will be minimal, worth the psychological ramifications and social stigma of being a rhythmic gymnastics prodigy. I think that's a little harsh, but I digress because... Okay, well, all right, then tell me this. What is the ceiling for a rhythmic gymnastics prodigy? Will a rhythmic gymnastics prodigy ever actually make it onto a cereal box? An Olympic gold medal is an accomplishment, no matter what. All right, then who won the gold medal for archery? I don't know, but I'm proud of whoever did. (laughs) No, some sports are more impressive than other sports, and this is not one of them. I guess it's like, but why? Like, why is is gymnastics? No, gymnastics is an impressive sport. Simone Biles gets on many cereal boxes. Rhythmic gymnastics is not. Well, then what is it? Is it the combination with dance? Because maybe as a former dancer, that's what I find. That's why I'm so, this really is grating to me. Because it's not gymnastics. It's just waving around a ribbon. No, it's not. I'm going to show you some rhythmic gymnastics routines after. All right. So Lizzie comes in and she's ready to go. She's feeling strong and determined and figures, you know, she wanted to find something she was good at and she did. And she's going for the gold. Gordo's like, this is a major breakthrough. Yeah, and that leads us to our training montage. Training montage. As any good sports movie must have. Yes. Complete with the, you know, the full, like, Rocky Balboa going up the stairs, arms in the air. We get this sequence of alarm clock, 5 a.m. Lizzie wakes up. Yeah, and you're like, who's filming? So alarm goes off. And Lizzie's in her bedroom. And you can tell that somebody's filming this. And your mind is like, who's filming this? It must be Gordo, right? But there's no proof that it's Gordo. But then a second camera angle swoops in. And you see from the same, like, kind of voyeur uh, camera perspective, Gordo is filming Lizzie as she wakes up at 5 a.m. So A, Gordo must have been in Lizzie's house before 5 a.m. B, Either there's a second camera person in Lizzie's bedroom filming from the closet or Gordo has set up a second camera. Like, Gordo has gone a little bit too far with this. Gordo is committed to his art. All right. Who's Gordo's creepy second camera person? I don't think it's a creepy second camera person. Then how did he get that second angle? I think it's the camera person. No, there's a second camera person. Because okay, it's the well, same a, style. Okay, okay, well, there's a thing called a tripod. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Wow, I don't need to be, (laughs) I don't need this sass, this lecture. But yes, Gordo is in Lizzie's home quite early, and it would be maybe creepy, except I have to believe that he got the all clear from... To get to Lizzie's house at 4.30 a.m. Yeah, and you know, Lizzie... To set up his tripod, you ever heard of it? (laughs) And I mean, Lizzie and Gordo have known each other since they were one day old, so I would imagine that his, her parents are quite comfortable. Or maybe he just slept over. That way he could just wake up and be there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They're 12. Yeah. Anyways, alarm clock goes off. Lizzie wakes up. Mom makes a whole lot of eggs for breakfast. And then the training involves Coach Kelly, like, pushing on her shoulders to try to make her more flexible, like, to go down into a side split. Um, She makes... Lizzie run and pull her on a tricycle. Um, There's more things, too. There's, like, a medicine ball thing. Yep, there's Um, some stairs. Uh, She's, like, practicing with a hula hoop while she's brushing her teeth. Yeah. 
And the montage, it keeps repeating itself, like this Groundhog's Day loop, and the video keeps speeding up with each repetition. Mm-hmm. It's going faster and faster and faster. Cool effects. I dig this montage. Montage ends, and Lizzie is exhausted. She says, I'm hurt, I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I wish they'd vote me off the island. Yeah, there's a lot of pop culture references here. Miranda says that she looks like Ned Campbell at the end of Scream. Good one. (laughs) Very 2001 reference. Um, Then we got, yeah, that Survivor reference. But, you know, Gordo's got some uh, good content for his documentary. He tells Lizzie to get her Oscar speech ready. Yeah. Which would never happen. The director of the Oscar is the one who makes the speech, not the subject. Correct. (laughs) Like, Lizzie would never be the one making an Oscar. Objectively, she would never be the person making an Oscar speech. Yeah, I mean, she's not an actor. She's a subject. It's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, so semantic issue there. Um, Kate is back with, like, an ankle boot for her broken toe. That baton does some damage. And then we get the pinnacle moment of the episode. A moment that deserves the clip. Well, if it isn't Miss Rhythmic Gymnastics. Well, if it isn't Miss Clubfoot. What's your email, Lizzie? Lizzie at biggiantloser.com. Ooh, sick burn. Yeah, she got her good. <laughs> what a domain name. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie bought that domain name just so she could be Lizzie at biggiantloser.com. I've seen this gif everywhere, and now I finally get it. Yeah. Yeah, this this uh, this episode had a couple of the gift moments. I'm hurt, I'm tired, I'm hungry is another gift moment that I've seen a lot. Yeah, and then Gordo tells Kate to smile for the camera and that he's trying to cast the part of the bitter, talentless girl. Yeah, I think Gordo is a little bit confused because he's talking to Kate like this is a scripted show when in actuality it's a documentary and the bitter, talentless girl would just be Kate. Yeah, no casting necessary. No casting necessary. But he's finding his way. Yep. Uh, But Kate is not going to stand by and let the dorks take over. Yeah, you better watch your step, McGuire. Yeah, you better watch your step. You scared? She should be. Should be. So, yeah, then uh, Lizzie is out practicing once again with Dot Marie Jones. And Kate is watching, and she turns radioactive. (laughs) She does. She literally, like, they took the... You know, the phrase, I turn green with envy, and really made it literal in this moment. Yeah. Like, Kate the human turns green. There's some weird stuff happening on this <laughs> on this uh, field, I, I realized. First, there's the, the random lightning strike that makes Lizzie into a wizard, and now Kate is just turning green. Call it the Magic. Hulk. <laughs> call it the Hulk. Call it, you know, radioactivity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's craziness. It's madness out there on that field. Yeah. And from there, a plan is a brewing. And Kate goes to find Larry Tudgman. Have have we interacted with Larry at all yet? We have not. This is the first interaction with Larry Tudgman. First impressions. A bit of a caricature. Not really um, a very fleshed out individual thus far. I mean, as are most of them in their first episodes yeah i mean he seems like obviously he's kind of like the nerd right but he doesn't seem all that smart he doesn't seem to possess a lot of social skills he seems to be very gullible um i'm not really sure how kate convinces him to go along with this plan because kate is pretty yeah but like that's that's the basis of it Yeah, but then later on, he's like, but Kate, like, I thought she was in love with me, so, like, why would he get that impression? Yeah, well, Kate asks Larry for a favor, and Larry is just ready to do whatever Kate wants. Yeah, but, like, why? Because the plot necessitates it. Then we're back at Lizzie's house, and Lizzie is making chocolate chip cookies. So, there we go. Lizzie likes to bake. Lizzie likes to stress bake. Relatable content. For sure. That's a thing. That could be considered a hobby. Yeah, but clearly she's only B at it. Otherwise, she'd be pursuing it more. That's fair. And it seems more like a like stress relief than a passion. Yeah. Surprised they can still make cookies after she ate like all the eggs in the town. I know. And she's 
you know, tells her mom that she's, you know, like she's trying to win a gold medal in geek. Like why, why is she so, why is she working so hard? Why is she putting her body through the rigorous training for such a lame sport? Yeah, Matt's the only one who'll tell her like, like it is. Also the dork champion of the world. Can always count yeah. on that. But mom has a good, a good sort of pep talk. And I mean, kind of good pep talk. She's like, we're going to be proud of you no matter what. But I think you're going to win. Which is like, just end it at, we're going to be proud with you no matter what. But like, that's a perfect segue into the event itself. Yeah, so we are here. We are at the competition. We get a lot of Gordo's, it through Gordo's camera, which is cool. I mean, this is the pinnacle of the documentary. Gotta get this content. Yes. And we see these this sketchy shot of Larry up in the ceiling. Yeah, and Gordo conveniently trips over like a gym bag so that he can also see Larry in the ceiling. Yeah, he like, you know, falls just so his camera pointing up and catches Larry. Yeah, suspicious, but Gordo says nothing about it at this point in time. No, but he's aware. He's aware, he's but aware. like... At that exact moment, wouldn't you be like, hey, why is Larry in this? Like, don't keep it to yourself. Don't be a hero in this moment. Like, let someone know. Ask for some help. Ask for help sometimes. Gordo wants to be a hero, I think. He doesn't point out the issue until after Lizzie has already started her routine. True. Point it out now. Whole crisis is averted. Maybe he was processing. Process. There's a boy in the ceiling. (laughs) That's not normal. If you see something, say something. <laughs> okay, MTA. That's what they say. That's not just an MTA motto. That's like a general life motto. Like, it's you a- see something weird, don't be a hero. Point that out. Okay, but I think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back a little bit. I don't think he's trying to be a hero. I think he doesn't want to f- say something in front of Lizzie to psych her out. Because he doesn't know what's going on. Why why freak her out before her performance? Because as soon as she's as soon as she's gone, he like points it out to Miranda immediately and Miranda is off. She she's she she runs. I don't know. I think that he could have said something earlier. All I'm saying. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. So Miranda runs off to deal with the situation and, you know, climbs a ladder. Up to the ceiling, which just seems like, why is, why is the ceiling so accessible to the students? It's kind of concerning. A little bit. Lizzie's up, and she does a great job. Yep. Uh, it made me a little emotional. Yeah, she does great. Uh, forgot to mention that Miranda, before climbing the ladder, grabs a fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. What is she planning to do with that? Like- Interesting weapon of choice. <laughs> I mean, it's all she had in a pinch. I guess. It's not even like something that she has, though. It's something that just happens to be nearby. She's like, oh, what can I use? Oh, I know, the fire extinguisher. And then we get the big finale moment. Lizzie throws her hula hoop in the air, does a cartwheel. And the idea is that by the time she's done with her cartwheel, the hula hoop falls back down and Lizzie gets to catch it. But Larry in the ceiling snatches the hula hoop. So Lizzie's reaching up and nothing nothing falls back down. Yeah, I thought Larry was going to do something much worse. What, do like, you think I thought he, he was, was going to like Phantom of the Opera her? I thought he was going to drop something on her. <laughs> yeah, all he does is grab the hula hoop. Pretty benign, all things considered. Well, it, 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 it's meant to ruin her routine. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not like something that like hurts her physically. He could just like dump a bucket of water on her in the middle of her routine. So you were looking for more aggressive behavior. Well, yeah, because like, what's the chance that her throw is going to be so accurate that you can grab the hula hoop from the ceiling versus if you have a bucket of water and someone's on the floor, you can aim that however you need to. Like the chance of you being able to mess up a routine, doing something active is much better than you being a reactionary person. Okay, well, that's what he did. Deal with it. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. And it's still, you know, Lizzie is shook. It's kind of just like staring blankly as if like, you know, she can will the hula hoop to come back down with her mind. But then Gordo comes in with the assist. He's like, Lizzie. And he 
throws the magical ribbon to Lizzie that she magically catches, and she finishes her routine like a boss. No, then it cuts back to Miranda confronting Larry in the ceiling. Correct. And she's like, return the hula hoop. Yeah, she's like kind of like thrusting the fire extinguisher, like as if she's gonna like whack him with it. Pull aim, squeeze, sweep. And it works. Yeah. And Larry says, I can't do it because then Kate won't, Kate won't love me anymore. Weirdest line of the show <laughs> by far. Not a great first episode for Larry. But he does end up returning the hula hoop. And Lizzie magically sees this, I guess, yeah. out of the corner of her eye and, and catches and it. catches it. And yeah. boom, routine concluded. 94, 97, 95. Pretty good. That's an A. That's an A. Pretty good for someone who had literally never done rhythmic gymnastics until about a week ago. I mean, she was training very hard for this moment. She was. Yeah. And then Kate is just disgusted and kind of hobbles off. Gordo follows her. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, like, like let her go. Gordo also at this moment has no proof that Kate has any connection to Larry being in the ceiling. Because Larry being in the ceiling is objectively strange. Like, that's a very strange thing of Larry to do. Yes. And there's, like, no connection between the two things. And then Kate doesn't say anything, and Gordo says, tell it to the camera, sunshine. Which, like, she didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, now you're being accusatory. You have no proof. And sunshine is kind of condescending. I don't like that. Lizzie gets first place. Miraculous. Miraculously. And her parents are so proud. But. Yeah, they can now love her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she found her purpose, except she did not. And Lizzie needs to be honest. And this is probably one of my favorite lines in the episode because this earnest music is playing in the background. And she says, that time when the hoop was missing was the happiest time of my life. I hate rhythmic gymnastics. Good for her. I mean, she's been waiting the whole episode to say this. Yeah. Rhythmic gymnastics is not her thing. And that's okay. She may not know what her thing is yet, but she'd rather find it. And if she's not inherently good at it, work extra hard, even if it takes a little bit longer to be great. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little bit of trial and error to find what you're really passionate about. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that it does speak to this pressure to find your thing and to feel like you have to keep doing that thing because you're good at it. I think that that's a relatable thing that this episode really, really nails it. Mm -hmm. So then after the competition, we are back in Lizzie's bedroom. We have the friends all together and Lizzie says that they really saved her butt. And Miranda's like, yeah, and you owe us. Lizzie's like, I owe you. Aren't you supposed to say that's what friends are for? And Miranda says, that's what friends are for is so last millennium. Yeah, that's the benefit of uh, making a show in 2001. Those millennium jokes. Yeah, you can make so many millennium jokes. And Lizzie is just, rhythmic gymnastics is not her thing, but she does take some satisfaction in having solid proof that Kate Saunders is actually jealous of her. And then we get to the end of the episode, and this kind of turned me off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could, like, it, it really should have just ended. That would have been a, like, <laughs> that moment would have been a great place to end the episode. But instead, <laughs> we get Lizzie, like, mean girling all the people <laughs> that she goes to school with. Really judgy. No, because, so, what we left out is when she's finding out her grades at the beginning of the episode, there's kind of this, like, snapshot montage of these different students and what they're good at. There's, like, a ballet dancer. There's, like, a nerdy, like, smart kid. And at the end of the episode, we circle back to these students. And Lizzie just, like, picking them apart. Yeah, for, like, no reason. For no reason. And basically, like, I'm okay. It's okay that I don't have my thing yet, but now I'm going to tear down everybody that does. Yeah, like, the only (laughs) thing that makes her feel better is, like, her internal thought that all of these people will be failures or will be seriously injured at some point in the future. Yes, like she calls one kid smart but destined to be lonely and dateless. She calls the ballerina too skinny, which don't love, don't love the skinny shaming. 
and destined for a double bunionectomy. But then that's balanced out with like real reverence for Larry Tudgman, who just like tried to sabotage her routine. I know, and is like just the most like sniveling 12-year-old boy. Yeah. But he's apparently destined to be a gazillionaire, to which Lizzie says, call me. So confusing. Ugh, as much as I dislike that judging, and I do, I'm not justifying any of what Lizzie just said. I do enjoy the very last line of the episode where she's basically like, what's my destiny? Like, who will I be? Like, and she like goes through these different options. (laughs) She goes, first woman president, which, you know, at this rate, she very well still could be. Space explorer, Mrs. Matt Damon, whatever it is, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, she better get some extracurriculars on that resume she wants to achieve any of those things. Uh, sometimes I wonder what Lizzie McGuire would think of the state of the world. I guess that's what the reboot is for. We will soon find out. I mean, Mrs. Matt Damon seems unlikely. I'll throw that out there right now. Considering. <laughs> but yeah, there we have it. Episode 105, I've Got Rhythmic. I would just like to say that I still find it wild that within five episodes, we go from watching Lizzie McGuire utterly fail at cheerleading to go on to become a rhythmic gymnastics prodigy. I guess it just goes to show all you need is one good training montage, and then you'll be a professional at anything. With Dot Marie Jones. With <laughs> all you need is one good training montage and Dot Marie Jones. And then you can achieve all your dreams. Should we talk about the outfits? Sure. Uh, not a ton of outfits, I think, in this uh, in this episode. But the first ep- uh, first outfit that I have pulled up is Kate in the BigGiantLoser.com email, uh, email scene. So why don't you break it down for us? Yeah, she is wearing a pale pink shirt with some sort of geometric print on the bottom half with um it's kind of cropped her midriff is showing she's wearing jeans like hip hugger jeans that are fairly unassuming and a matching pale pink sort of sweater jacket situation with a furry hood with a matching pink purse yeah i think say what you will about kate but she does have some good style here i would wear that yeah this is some good style from kate yeah We're into this. All right. Uh, Next outfits that we want to look at real quick are Miranda and Lizzie uh, in the hallway. Tell us, uh, I guess first, let's go with Miranda's shirt. What is happening on her shirt? (laughs) I don't know. It looks like a forest (laughs) mid-growth. Like out of a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Interesting. And then... I can't tell if there if this is on her shirt or if this is on this is on her pants, but she has two orange loops. What are those for? They look like they're on her belt loops. What but what would know. you do with those? I don't know. And she's wearing kind of like um like army green cargo pants. I don't really love this look. It really clashes for me. <laughs> you don't like the model of a forest growing on her shirt? No. Oh. What about uh, Lizzie McGuire, who has some, like, hippie flowers? Yeah, that to me, this outfit is very um, quintessential Lizzie McGuire. It's, like, the bold color, the, the hippie flowers, the orange. I feel like we see her in a lot of orange. She's paired with jeans, so, you know, I'm liking it better than Miranda's look. It's definitely more coordinated. She's also carrying this, like, orange... And white purse. Yeah, I don't hate I don't hate Lizzie's look. Don't hate I'm the here look. For it. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh next, gotta talk about Lizzie's rhythmic gymnastics leotard. Do we though? It feels pretty it feels pretty subdued. You think so? Yeah. Pretty subdued. Yeah. I mean I think it's interesting that it's a full body suit and not just like a standard leotard that you would see on a gymnast, like her you know, her arms are covered and her legs are also covered. 
but it's just blue. It has like a cool kind of little swirly pattern at the top. All right. And finally, we have to talk about Larry Tudgman's creep in the ceiling look. I mean, it's a pretty standard creep in the ceiling look. Why? Is that a beret? Yeah, why is he wearing a beret? <laughs> he needed a black hat. <laughs> Did he? Did he need any hat? He also, his um, black face is not great. It's camouflage. It's black face. It's not, it's not black face. It's like when a football player puts eye black on their face. But it's not just It just under, serves no, no functional no, no. purpose. It's not like under his eyes, though. It like really extends to like his chin and like. Well, that just looks like he used it to make himself a must or like a goatee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. It's borderline blackface. Yeah, I don't really understand why this look is necessary. Yeah, and I mean, it did a terrible job. Gordo spotted him like <laughs> No, it didn't even work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. And those are the outfits that I have. Last but not least, MVP time. Correct. So uh, just a quick look at the standings at this point in time. Uh, so at the top of the leaderboard, we have... Lizzie McGuire and Joe McGuire tied at three MVPs apiece. And then uh, in a tie for third place, we have Miranda and Nana with one MVP apiece. Yes. And who is who is taking the slot for you this time, Sam? So episode five, I've got Rhythmic. I think there is a clear MVP in this episode. And no, it is not Lizzie McGuire. I'm going to give my MVP this episode to Miranda once again. She's a good friend once again, but she is ultimately the one who saves the floor routine by going up into the ceiling with a fire extinguisher, brandishing it in front of Larry Tudgman, forcing him to drop the hula hoop and return it to Lizzie, therefore cementing her place as the gold medal winner in the Rhythmic Gymnastics Regional Final, I suppose. And she just has some great lines in the episode. I like her line about that being so last millennium. I like her saying that Rhythmic Gymnastics is a pimple on the face of women's sports. So good moments from Miranda throughout this entire episode. And for those reasons, she is my MVP. Marissa, who is your MVP this episode? Solid choice. Miranda was definitely in the running for me. I think it was... A very, um, it's a very tough choice for me this week, but I think I'm going to put Gordo on the board. Wow, Gordo with his first MVP. So much drama. <laughs> <laughs> I added that to the soundboard after last episode. I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> you were saying Gordo is your MVP. Yes. So, three. So much drama. Stop. <laughs> I just think he has a great episode overall. Lots of good friend moments. I really liked to see his passion for filmmaking start to come through. We've heard about it and we've seen a little bit of it um, at the beginning of the camping trip, but I feel like this is the first time he was truly behind the camera with a purpose. Love to see it. While Miranda did heroically go into the ceiling for Lizzie, Gordo is the one who discovered the Larry shenanigans. He's the one who informed Miranda, allowing her to actually go in and make the save. And he stayed on the ground so that when Lizzie was in a position of potential embarrassment, he really came in with the assist and helped her to finish that performance strong. That's why Gordo is my MVP. Interesting. Wow. Good for Gordo getting on the board here. Now all three of them have at least one MVP. Yeah. Yeah. There we have it. Episode 105, I've Got Rhythmic. If you are enjoying the content and want to continue to follow us along on this journey, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Outfit Repeat Pod. I'm at Marissa Cantor. Sam is at Sir Sam Chung. As always, if you are interested in the outfits that we talked about today, you can check that out at www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters, uh, where we'll be uploading all of that information. And if you have questions about our next episode, get them into us and we'll try to answer them. Yeah, we're really trying to become an interactive podcast. Yeah, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Yeah, just tweet them at us, I guess. And that's, that's all this time. 
We will be back next week with episode 106, Jack of All Trades. So much drama. So much drama. (laughs) I just really wanted you to play that again. (laughs) 